Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Berry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Jeff Quinto. And my name is Pat Berry. Every so often, Jeff and I get together and talk about our walk with Jesus Christ. And we usually come up with a, with a question and, and, uh, and discuss it. This week, we're talking about the Holy Spirit as part of the triune God. And is the Holy Spirit male, female, or genderless? So this started after our, our last discussion that we had. When it was all said and done, um, we turned everything off and I said, Hey, Jeff. I think you referred to the Holy Spirit as female, and I never heard that before. And Jeff, you said, "Yeah, I said that the that God is genderless. The Holy Spirit is often thought of as female, as having female attributes." I was like, "Hmm, yeah." It's interesting because we don't hear that all that often, but we do hear it sometimes. And and theologically, I believe that there there are over history a, a fair number of theologians who gave. Uh, feminine characteristics to the Holy Spirit, thinking the Holy Spirit was a feminine expression of the th- triune God. Right. So as I as I did some research on this, I was I, I discovered things. I thought, hmm, this is actually pretty interesting. So in looking at it, the Holy Spirit uh, is referred to as many ways, but as a helper, uh, as an advocate, uh, the Holy Spirit is also given attributes of personhood. Um, lots of attributes, one of them being, you know, insight uh, in Corinthians uh, 2, 10 and 11. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of the God except the Spirit of God. And I, I read that and I thought, well, yeah, that's true. But I started thinking, well, gender is not revealed there at all, is it? Yeah. And I think where we get it wrong is that we we attribute a specific gender to to God and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was a man and on the face of the earth, but we, we want to put a gender on them. It sort of pigeonholes them. I feel like God is, is genderless. He's beyond gender. But for us to understand the attributes of God, we assign to God, to him, a gender. And that gender is most often male. But to me, we limit God when we do that. When we say that God is um, only a male, we limit the, the wonderful attributes of female to it. So I feel like we need to be more open on this gender thing because we understand gender as, as two choices, male or female. Um, God would be well beyond that. And so God is beyond gender, and I think that's important for us. It's important for us, and we get things wrong when we try to pigeonhole God in into specific gender categories because God is beyond that. God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus are, their spirit is beyond that. Now, one of the things we uh, discovered that uh, as we looked into this to see if when I called the Holy Spirit a she, if I was misspoken or whatever, was that in Hebrew, the word spirit is feminine nature. So the spirit of God is, comes to us in, starting in the first of the Bible, in Genesis 1-2, it speaks to the spirit of God. The word spirit is feminine in nature. Um, in the case of the use of the word spirit in Greek, that word is neutral. So we have on the one side in Hebrew, the word spirit is a feminine in nature, and in the Greek, it is neutral. So I think it's reasonable to call the Holy Spirit a she, and that's why I did it. 
there we go. There, there's the explanation. I had not heard that before. I thought it was interesting. And the more I started looking into it, the more I discovered this is kind of a thing that, that, that people are, are debating back and forth, whether male, female, um, you know, I, I think one of the things is really, I don't know how much, how much it, it truly matters. And then you start getting Going down rabbit holes. I went down a few rabbit holes of, well, it's, it's, we know God the Father. And, you know, we know Jesus was a man. He referred to Father as the Father. But it, it's, I don't know if there are, obviously Jesus was a man, but God is not uh, maybe male in the way that we necessarily think of as a male because we're trying to, again, pigeonhole the creator of the universe, who is the Alpha and the Omega, into into a gender and when you start doing that well you it, it kind of follows well that that really doesn't doesn't work either yeah you, you're minimizing him i think that's what uh, we're actually doing we have a god who created the universe from nothing and we pigeonhole god into a him as because that's the custom uh, it doesn't mean that we have just now understood it by doing that it means that we've just put god into something that we can understand that we can fathom this infinite God. We are working hard to fathom what in the world it is that this God is. And so it makes it hard for us. And I think it it takes away from our understanding of the Lord if we put him as a him and we speak to that as if that's the end of the story. You know, the Bible talks about brothers a lot. And when you look at the footnotes, when you see the word brothers, and or if you go to the Hebrew or the Greek, you'll see that the word is used brothers really means brothers and sisters. And when I translate for my own purposes, I always say if, it, if it's meant to mean brothers and sisters, I say brothers and sisters. And I know that when the Bible says brothers, it means brothers and sisters, but I think it's important that we we state it as it's meant to be. It's meant to be everyone. When it says brothers and it's meant not just talking to men, it's speaking to everyone, we need to express that. It, it includes more people. It's a more inclusive language. Importantly, is bringing everyone in. It's not as if there's one gender that's outside that's sort of secondary. It isn't the case. It isn't the case. The fact is that brothers and sisters is whom... Christ is speaking to when he says this all throughout the Bible, not just Christ, but when they're speaking about brothers, it's really speaking about brothers and sisters. And I, I feel like that's a better translation of the Greek, a more understandable translation of the Greek. That's a great example because I, th- and I think it carries over into when we're talking about and discussing the Holy Spirit, because the, he is referred to, uh, he, here we go. Uh, it's it, the Holy Spirit <laughs> is referred to as he in several places. Christ refers to the Holy Spirit as he in places it's uh, in Romans, uh, as he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Um, mm-hmm. However, in doing the research, discovering well, uh, depending on the language, it's it, it is, but it has more connotation. I guess the language that the Bible was originally written in has more connotations than than our language, and I guess it limited less, and people understood things to be different as as you said like they would understand when they said brothers they actually meant brothers and and sisters and just like this language here i always thought of as the of the holy spirit as as a he but depending on the language depending on the interpretation it's it's either you know female or more and more gender neutral which i thought was kind of fascinating 
Yeah, it is. You know, God encompasses the best qualities, or maybe better said, we encompass at our best, we as males encompass the best of God, the Father. And as females encompass the best of God as mother. God is all of that. Everything good comes from God, emanates from God. And it's not so specific to gender. It's beyond gender. God is beyond gender. And I think that as we talk about this, Pat, you know, the reason I refer to the Holy Spirit as she is just to give, I guess, the the, the female gender equal, <laughs> equal time. Um, because really it's both. And that's that's why I think it's important. It's also why I always translate that brothers to be brothers and sisters, because it refers to both. It's not, we're not pigeonholing one gender versus another. God is beyond gender. And we need to kind of think about that. And the Holy Spirit has is a feminine is a feminine idea often. And theologians have said that for centuries. So it's not this is not a new idea. Right. And I, I think, you know, sometimes I think we just pigeonhole God into wherever we want him to be, don't we? Because it's, you know, if you take a look at at pictures of Jesus, um, depending on what church you go to, he may have blonde hair and and blue eyes. You know, in churches of, in in the Orient, uh, he looks more Oriental. In churches in in Africa, he he looks like an African. Truthfully, Jesus was uh, in the Middle East. So he's going to look when he was on earth, like someone that's in the Middle East. But the other truth is God encompasses all of that. He encompasses all of that. He he is, he's blonde hair, blue eyed. He's African. He's Asian. He's all that. And it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. And sometimes, you know, I think we get hung up on the things that just don't really matter all that much. Oh, isn't that the truth? We do get hung up on things that don't matter. And this is a good example of it, actually. I remember when I first entered a a big African-American church and I went into the sanctuary by mistake. I was meant to go to the office, actually, and I I didn't know where the door was exactly. I saw that there was this sanctuary. So I went in the sanctuary and and in the sanctuary were these giant pictures of, of Jesus. And Jesus was a black Jesus. And I thought, oh, gosh. And then it occurred to me, why not? Why not? Jesus was not a European in the picture in the churches that I've gone to my whole life. Jesus looks like he's from Norway, right? Right. right. <laughs> I don't think he was from Norway. But but it gave us, an, it, it helped us to identify with him, to see him as someone we had, we understood, a, a look that we understood. That's beautiful. The same way it was when I looked at these, the black Jesus, I thought, this is wonderful. This is what Jesus looks like to them. And as you said, in the Orient, Jesus looks oriental. Why not? Jesus is all things to the to everyone. He is he is always with us in a way that we will understand and by by having him be in a way that we identify with, we're able to become closer to him. We're able to see him in a fuller way because we can't understand the infinite. We are not even close to understanding the infinite. And that's what God is. Someone that created the entire universe out of nothing. We are not going to understand that, but we put it in ways that we can identify with. And this male-female thing, we can identify with that. We understand what a man is. We understand what a woman is. And therefore, when we put the attributes of a man or a woman on God, it's an understanding. But we have to look deeper than that and fuller because God has all the good attributes of that we call female and all the good attributes that we call male. They, they emanated with him. They came from God. Right. So it, it only makes sense that as God, 
he would have all those attributes in one. He gave us, he gave us everything. He gave us different, different skin colors, different languages. He made some of us tall, some of us short, some of us incredibly good looking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I jest. (laughs) <laughs> but he he did he he painted a mosaic he painted a mosaic mm. so why why wouldn't he he do this and you know it, it really at the end of the day we were talking about this before we started it's it's a lot of fun to talk about and theorize about you know I, I it doesn't matter to me whether the Holy Spirit is is male or or female or whether what color Jesus was or you know what color God is or how I, I, I just, I just incredibly happy that he came to die for us and then sent his spirit to us to be with us. And I think at the end of the day, we can all agree that that's the, that's the deal in this whole thing. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, we get hung up on this gender thing um, in a way we shouldn't, but I do believe that, that we need to express that God is beyond gender so that we don't get stuck. And that's what I see that happens to to us as we get stuck on this idea, well, God is male and males are like this. Well, God isn't is neither. There's just a descriptor for us. It's a it's a way to put God in a place that we would understand and that to describe him in a way that makes sense to us. But making him only male only I think uh minimizes God. And so, you know, when, I, when the other day, the start of this, when I said uh, the the Holy Spirit, she is, whatever I said, um, it was just a way to acknowledge the fact that they are beyond gender. All three of the triune are really beyond gender. De- Jesus came to the world as a man, but it doesn't mean that in heaven that he's a man. He's a he's a uh, he's a spirit, right? And he's more than just a man. He's not just a man. He's not just a woman. He's more than that, and that is, I think, the important thing. Well, it's kind of interesting to see. We're going down a little rabbit hole here, but when when we're in we're in heaven, will we be? Will we have gender? Uh oh. See Uh-oh. here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. I don't know because <laughs> is there something where we will be like angels? I don't know. We are not given in marriage. We're not needed to. I don't. You know. See, it's it's these questions that 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 come up. Rabbit holes. Rabbit yeah. holes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's because we are, our understanding is so limited, and we have no humility. By that I mean that God created the whole universe in an instant by his breath. And science is starting to prove that that is the way that the universe was created. It was created in an instant. The way, it, Essentially, the way God says in uh, Genesis 1, it was science is coming along and saying that, you know what, there's a way that that could be in an instant. It doesn't seem possible to us. But really, I think it's our limited understanding, and we have no humility. In that, I mean that we think we understand everything to the, to, uh, the full extent of, it, of its ability to be understood. To me, we don't. The Genesis story is a way for us to understand how God created the universe out of nothing. And if he told us how he actually did it, which probably would have included all kinds of mathematical formulas that we would never understand, we would just be, our eyes would glaze over and we go, well, I'm okay. We, we, we would not understand it. We do not have the ability to understand it. What we do understand, though, is that God created it. The first five words of the Bible, in the beginning, God created, are the most important words in all the Bible. God created. He created the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth is an idiomatic way to say everything. So we just think of, in, in the beginning, God created everything. 
Everything. And he did it in a way that we don't understand, we can't understand. When we get to heaven, maybe they'll explain it, but I would guess that you're going to go up to St. Peter and you're going to say, now, explain to me how, you, how God did this world thing. How did he create the universe? And they're, they're, they're going to look away and they're going to go, okay, well, we'll give you a little bit of time and then you won't care because heaven will be so beautiful right. and so important and so peaceful that you won't need the answer to all these picayune questions. But, you know, we aren't there yet. And so we're, we're looking for answers to these specific questions as if they're the most important thing ever. Is God a man? Is God a woman? Is the Holy Spirit a man, a woman? It, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter in your experience of life. The Holy Spirit nudges me in clear ways. The closer I am to God, the more the Holy Spirit nudges me. I don't, I don't take that nudge and go, I wonder if that was a female nudge or a male nudge. <laughs> right? <laughs> is the idea that's been placed on my heart, is, is that a male idea or a female idea? Who cares? Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, but what does matter, I think, is, the, is this idea that we need to be open to the fact that God is beyond gender. God shouldn't be pigeonholed into a specific gender. God is beyond gender. And the same thing when the Bible says brothers, to me it's brothers and sisters. is speaking to all of us, not just to some of us. So I think that's a kind of an important place to come. And as we circle back to where we started here, when I said the Holy Spirit was a she, it was just kind of a reaction to all that. Sure. No, that's well. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I, I brought it up last week, and I'm glad we got to to talk about it because it was. It was a lot more uh, interesting, and there was actually a lot more discussion about it uh, than than I thought there would be. And I was I was happy to uh, find out a little bit more and and learn actually learn a little something that I didn't know a week ago. Yeah, you know that's that's one of the great things about this podcast. Pat and I do is that is that we get to kind of investigate things that are interesting for us that have appealed to us. Something that we need to learn. So we're in the process of learning as we walk with God. We learn, we grow, and we learn. And there's an awful. I can't speak completely for you, Pat, but for me, there's a lot for me to learn. Oh, that's you know my best days in in uh, reading the Bible and actually gaining understanding are the days where I come before God and understand and say, I don't know anything. Yeah. When you, when you place yourself at, at God's feet in, in, a, in, a, in a posture of uh, prayer and you realize what you don't know and that how wonderful this God is that we serve and how we know about him. He's given us his scriptures to share a, a, with us who he is and how he is and what he expects of us. It's a guidebook for life. And we need to pay attention to his words in the Bible, and we need to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit puts on our heart, whether the Holy Spirit is male, female, or genderless. <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> Pat and I started this project with a quote, a quote from C.S. Lewis that reads, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. That's just the truth. You know, if Christianity isn't real, if there isn't a God, if there isn't a Jesus, if none of it is true, then it doesn't make any difference. But if it is true, if there is a God, if Jesus came and sacrificed his life for our sins, if all that is true, then it is infinitely important. And Pat and I believe it is, it is true, and that makes it infinitely important. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for giving us a chance to discuss the gender of you as to whether you are male, female, without gender, beyond gender. Lord, you are beyond us to understand, but we know 
your spirit. We know that your spirit is kind and loving and for some reason values us extraordinarily. We don't understand that either because we know that we don't deserve it, Lord, but you give it to us. You value us in an important way. May we value you in an appropriate way. In Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen.